For transcripts, go to bit.ly forward slash read underscore A-S-T. This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land it's produced on, the Darug and Garingai people. Sovereignty was never ceded. I'm Eamon Connolly, and this week on One Letter Better, we have Ursula Huxtable, who can be found helping animals in her day job and turning into animals herself in her gay job on Queer Dungeoneers, a fantasy actual play podcast with an all-queer cast that's as ridiculous as it is heartfelt. We also have Tristan Miller, who's a comedian with a focus on mental health. Tristan makes an interview podcast called Positive and Negative about other creators and their journeys with mental health. And a podcast called Amateur Detective Club, reviewing mystery genre fiction. Let's turn those sad vibes into rad vibes. It's one letter better. Hello and welcome to the show. We have Ursula and Tristan. And our hot topic for the week is Welcome to Night Vale. Y'all have done some prep for that. We've got a bunch of segments coming up. Let's jump into a bit of a teaser of how you've made Welcome to Night Vale better. So, Tristan, if you could just give me maybe your favorite one that you came up with. All right. Um, my favorite one that I came up with was Welcome to Night Dale, which was a podcast that was based off of Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks Recordings that he's done that was also like a sleep podcast so dale (laughs) kyle mclaughlin gently lulls you into the abyss of your own mind (laughs) that's that's the main one uh that that was probably my favorite all right i I think we'll leave it with that that was pretty good i'm sure there'll be a lot of fans of some sort of kyle mclaughlin sleep podcast actually what have you got Mine was much less entertaining, but <laughs> welcome to <laughs> welcome to Right Vale. It's just a normal town when nothing strange happens. Everything is right. So the opposite of mine. The opposite. <laughs> is there even any conflict? Like, is it like no? Nope. I don't know. Well, I mean, like maybe there's people fighting over toilet paper, but uh, aren't we all? Aren't we all? I mean, that's just a normal thing to do. But not because there's a pandemic. You know, they're fighting over who's going to give the other person toilet paper in their time of need. <laughs> you want to be the one who can get the kindness points when you're the one who swoops in with the toilet paper. Exactly. So so is it a spinoff of My Name is Earl? Is that what it is? or No. You're just waiting for it the whole time. You're like, okay, when's the weird shit going to start happening? Where is it? Like, is there is a UFO going to fall from the sky? Is he going to meet the love of his life? Is going to develop super about no, nothing happens. We'll come back to those at the end of the show. And I'm sure you two have a few more and you will have a few more when you have some more points. But for now, let's jump into our first segment. Our first segment is Peggle 2. It's where you're going to excitedly announce and describe a sequel nobody was expecting or even asked for to add to any movie, show, or media that you'd like to ruin or improve with a sequel. So Tristan, what have you got for this? Well, my first instinct was a sequel to Star Wars The Last Jedi. Zing, got him. That'll show him. But no, I thought a sequel to Grizzly Man. We follow an even stranger individual into the woods 
who, rather than communing with bears, communes with a small family of otters and lives in their den and is clearly going through something. <laughs> that is my pitch. Grizzlier man. Grizzly man 2, grizzlier man. Now, based on what you know about Grizzly Man, which I know nothing except what I'm reading right now, is this a plausible sequel that's actually possible? Now, it would be a sequel in the same way like a shared universe sequel, kind of like an MCU kind of thing, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'd have Grizzlier Man and then you'd have like Meerkat Boy, (laughs) I guess. So they market it like it's not a sequel, but really you have to have watched, you know, the previous five Grizzly Man movies to actually understand what is happening to anyone. That is correct. All of which are voiceover by by Werner Herzog. He can't stop. They've asked him to, but he will not. My least favorite thing about the Grizzly Man franchise is there's just so much gatekeeping. Yeah. Like if you don't know all the names of the characters. Of all the bears. It's really hostile to new viewers. Truly. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, Grizzlier Man. Okay, I think I have a better idea than the thing I just said. Grizzlier Man. This is disgusting. I'm so sorry. They've taken the bits of the man that was eaten at the end of the film and they've sewn them back together and put a soul into it. And it's a horror <laughs> film where he takes revenge on the bears but then once the the bears are gone he, he has nowhere else to turn but to the documentary crew that documented but did nothing to help him and uh so it's about a, a frankensteinian monster chasing after Werner herzog it was a controversial decision but including necromancy in this sequel i i think was really the right way to go <laughs> i agree a lot of documentaries don't get a fiction spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a shame. We need to get in on this new genre. That's great. Uh, I'll give you a bonus letter for just knowing what Grizzly Man is, because that's important <laughs> knowledge. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ursula, uh, so what did you have? I was so scared when you started saying Star Wars. I was like, oh no, you've stolen my idea. Rogue One, two. Believe it or not, that was an idea I had. And then I was <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> that's amazing. So all the characters that died in the first one, they come back as force ghosts, even though they're not Jedi, except maybe one of them, but they come back as force ghosts and they have to steal the plans for the second Death Star. That's it. They're the mini Bothans that died to bring them the information in Return of the Jedi. (laughs) I I like it a lot. It's the same. They're all just blue. (laughs) Okay, I like that. Right. Now, are they too blue like uh, Luke in Rise of Skywalker or are they the right blue, the right amount of blue? I think they have to be too blue. They're not supposed to exist. Maybe perhaps instead of them being force ghosts, they are inexplicably just back. And then we don't explain why they're back. That is so much better. <laughs> yeah, unless it's in a novel that you need to pay more money for <laughs> And then actually you find out that it's actually only them from the waist up and that their legs are perfect replica (laughs) cyborg legs. And that's why they're able to function with these magical cyborg legs. Because we don't see them die in Rogue One. We just see the planet explode. Yeah, we cut away. (laughs) Exactly. You don't know. 
But the legs, the cyborg legs have to be from um, the robot character, K2SO. They're his legs. So like he's still in it, but not the fun parts of him. Maybe maybe only one of them has legs. They've just divided him up. So like one of them has an arm and then like one of them, the one who got his head really drew the short straw. Mm-hmm. It's just Donnie Yen with <laughs> the robot head. Uh, so I'll give you a bonus letter for Rogue One 2. And we'll move on to our next segment. All right, our next segment is called Portmansplain. One player is given a portmanteau and must immediately explain what they think it means, whether they know or not. Each other player then takes turns chiming in with, well, actually, and they give their own explanation. Finally, uh, I'll chime in and give the real explanation. Uh, so, Ursula, your portmanteau is Jelmet. Jelmet. Now, see, it's a common misconception that it's a helmet for jelly. It's actually a helmet with jelly in it. The motion-absorbing properties of jelly are little known and undiscovered, except by the gelmet. Well, actually, did you know that it is a helmet? You're right on the helmet. You're right, right there. But it actually is a full face mask helmet that allows you to just get along with people a little bit better. Everything goes smoothly. And it's because the helmet looks like um, Willem Dafoe. And everyone... Is just so amazed Willem Dafoe's there that they all shut up. <laughs> all right. But actually, it's when someone uses so much gel that their hair becomes a protective device for their skull. Oh, like hair gel. Yeah. Honestly, I would be very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> he got a plaster scene head. All right, Tristan, your portmanteau is grudgmental. Grudgmental. All right. Well, that's when. You watch the film, The Grunge, but you don't like it much. And you're highly critical of this classic horror film. All your friends wish they had just stayed home and hadn't talked to you. That's what I think. Um, Actually, it's when your opponent miscalculates while you're playing competitive Pokemon and uses the move Grudge when they really shouldn't have. And you know that you won that battle. No one else is as skilled at Pokemon as you us to, to challenge that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't challenge. I have no idea. She might be right. I, I don't know. I am talking out my ass. I've watched Sammy play so much competitive Pokemon over the last couple of days. <laughs> I still have no idea how it works, but it's very entertaining. You've just absorbed, like, the structure of the information yeah. that it would normally be in. <laughs> but actually, it's to both hold a grudge and be judgmental. Oh, Ursula. Yes. Your portmanteau is catitude. To have the attitude of a caterpillar, which is really very chill. You just eat and then you curl up in a cocoon and you emerge a better version of yourself. And so when you see that someone's had like a serious glow up, you're like, yeah, they've got catitude. Well, actually, in my experience, it's the height or depth at which you throw your cat. Oh. Yeah, it's the altitude of your cat. So if one throws a cat, you measure it by catitude. Does one have to throw a cat to measure its catitude? Like, we live on the third story. I'm pretty sure our cat has some pretty serious catitude already. Yeah, that was merely an example. If you wanted to go <laughs> velocity, it'd be Velocikitty, number one. Number two, you could also, there's, I'm sure, an axis of some sort. 
But yeah, you can measure it. It's like above sea level as well. Yes, you're correct. Mm. It's very important to know yeah. how far your cat is above sea level at all given times. Believe it or not, that's how they uh, they measure it in New Zealand, believe it or not. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to give you both a bonus point for your answers there. They were both very on point. The actual definition for catitude is the attitude that only cats possess, apparently. Well, good for them, I guess. Implying that any two cats are the same. So that wraps us up for our first two segments. We're going to go to a quick break and come back with our final two segments and our hot topic for the week. When we started this journey, I was just a dropout from the College of Arcanists. Some girl who could turn into animals. A pickpocket looking for answers. I was a swan. But along the way, I found hope. Love. Family. I found out I can turn into a giant worm. Okay, look, Signana, I... What? He's right. But it's really not fitting in with the tone of what we're going for here. I mean, we're all talking about... Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. I can turn into a worm. Oh, forget it. All right, we're back with our final two segments and the hot topic for the week... The first segment is called the Cromulent Dictionary. The what what now? It's the Cromulent Dictionary. It's a Simpsons reference. Each player in turn says one syllable to create a fake word and then takes turns attempting to use it in a sentence. We'll then agree on the best definition for the word and add it to the show's dictionary. You're going to say syllables and create a word out of them. Tristan, if you could start with a syllable and us just give yours straight afterwards and then go back and forth between you until you have a long enough word that you think is unique. I'm going to start off with Chuck. Muh. Ew. Sick. Tristan, what do you think this means? Chuck Mayusik is when you get so angry that you begin to throw your vinyl collection at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think it is. Oh, man, I checked Mayusik last night. Ugh, got nothing to listen to. I do love words that come from someone hearing something someone said and mishearing it and writing it down as like a word instead of a phrase. Yeah. Uh, so what's your alternate theory to this? It's when you eat too many... Oh! Hey, just a note from the editor here. I have had to blur out the thing that us is referencing because... I don't want it in the show. Nothing against us. Love us. It was just something on a lot of people's minds because of how striking and gross it was. But it was a bit too hard to completely cut it out, so I've had to just sort of censor it. So just letting you know, upcoming, there'll be some words wobbled out. Tristan, please don't look into this. (laughs) Oh, it'll haunt my dreams, but I will not look it up. No. Good. Okay, I think you've both done a good job. Sometimes we try and use it in a sentence, but I think you both already have pretty much. Which definition would you like to put into the dictionary? The one that doesn't involve... (laughs) I was going to make that suggestion as well, just because it's timeless, whereas the thing might, you know, (laughs) might not be in the zeitgeist. It's a hot topic right now. Yeah, it's trending. But like, no, I think that that thing will be a hot topic in my mind for quite a while. (laughs) Tristan, I'm going to give you a bonus letter. Ursula, I will not be giving you a bonus letter for that. <laughs> As punishment. 
<laughs> I wouldn't take that bonus letter even if you offered it to me. I don't deserve it. I'm working on a way to take away bonus letters, but I haven't quite figured it out. <laughs> this segment is called, Yeah, I'm Acrostic. The players have read a word and then make an acrostic by giving their response to each letter of the word. What we'll do is we'll start with Tristan and just go back and forth rapid fire as I throw out the letters. Ursula. Yeah, I'm a big coffee fan. Coffee. C. Beans. O. My God. F. Friendship. F. Fornication. E. Buds. E. Cacti. Cacti is in multiple cactuses. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give... You can both have a bonus letter for your performance in that final game. Thank you. It's appreciated. That wraps us up for our segments. I am going to tally up your points now and give you your score. And you can have some thinking time to go away and upgrade your Hot Topic ideas. So... We have a tie. So Ursula and Tristan both have five letters to play with. Um, I'm going to give them a bit of thinking time now and we'll come back after this music. You two have had a moment to think about this. So we're going to go to our hot topic for the week, which is welcome to Night Vale. We'll start with Ursula. What have you got? I have Mel comes to sight males. Huh. It's a dating show starring Mel. They're very lonely and in desperate need of a partner. It's like a callback to like the older style dating shows where you just have like a bunch of people lined up on a bench mm -hmm. rather than like mansions and roses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you like this one? No? What about this one? Bachelor number one. <laughs> I, got a, I got a nice number four. A criminal lineup of bachelors. Yeah. Oh, can you please step forward and say, I love you and will forever? That is not the man of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any other ones, Us? We're just going to run through any of the clunkers that you got rattling around in the old bucket. Well, okay, originally I had Mel comes to sight male, as in M-A-I-L, and then I realized that was one too many changes, <laughs> and it was going to be about a post-inspection person, but no, it was not to be. Excellent. Yeah, this is a hard one to get just extra random ones on, compared to like other ones, which is just like, oh, word. Tristan, what have you got? Okay, I got a few. Do you want me to start with the clunkers, or do you want me to start with the, the one that I actually put thought into? Let's get rid of the clunkers and we'll make our way up to the best one. Okay, I got Welcome to Night Gale, a spinoff show of Bob's Burgers that focuses on their Aunt Gale, who only is awake during the night. And it turns out that she secretly she's a vampire. We got Welcome to Night Kale in the style of Great British Bake Off. Oh, no. About night gardening. We're planting kale and lettuce and it's all very homey. Noel Fielding is back, but then Reese Darby's there as well. Welcome to Night Jail, which is the sequel to Night Court. And then my actual one that I took some time with was Come to Fight Mail, M-A-L-E, which I think also serves as a sequel to Fight Club in some ways. <laughs> I've come to fight mail. 
Real comment on masculinity. Yeah, truly, truly. Yeah, that boils it right down. Alternatively, it's the pornography version of Fight Club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, come to fight male. Yeah, excellent. I think it's a, a, a kung fu movie ultimately, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think what people need lately is just very direct information about what something is before they buy it. That's really going to help because, you know, if you see a movie called Fight Club now, you're not going to know what it is going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is streamlined. <laughs> I did have one clunker from the beginning that I forgot about until just then. I had Welcome to Night Vale, but with a K, K-N. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a spin-off of Welcome to Night Vale, but it's set in medieval England. And so, like, weird shit's happening, but it's just everyone being really superstitious and lots of witch burning. Now, what about this? Welcome to Dwight Bale. Now, Dwight Schrute from The Office has been put in prison. Finally. And his brother has to bail him out. Or, if you'll... Let me, for a moment, take up more airspace here. Come fight Bale, and it's just a competition to see who can kick the crap out of Christian Bale first. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. It's like, ah. <laughs> oh, la di da di da good for you. And you smack him. <laughs> it was a very short-lived promo for one of the Batman movies where they did have an offer when you could fight Christian Bale. <laughs> If you got the right code from your McDonald's order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the offer, it, like it was short lived, but if you do track down one of those coupon codes, he has to honor it. Yeah, he does. Even if he's at a children's hospital. I just thought of another one. Welcome to Fight Fail. Oh. In the vein of Fight Club, <laughs> but bad. That definitely exists. <laughs> Not in that title format, but absolutely you'll find it. It definitely some boys. exists. <laughs> you'll find as many boys as you want fighting it at a university dormitory online. For sure. I like this idea as well of like keeping it welcome to Night Vale, but adding the extra O. So it's just like there's too many Night Vales. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to Night Vale. Yeah, to Night Vale. Welcome, but to Night Vale. Too much. No thanks. All done. Or the sequel, Welcome to the number two, Night Vale. Oh, yes. There it is. Joseph, get on that. Come on, what are you waiting for? You had plenty of time to rest. Get Cecil back in the game. <laughs> Faster and more furious. <laughs> taking down all his enemies. Oh, and then also with my original uh, Welcome to Night Dale, the alternative character was Dale from uh, King of the Hill. And it would just be following him with all his conspiracy theories. And it's a radio station. That's all. Excellent. All right. I think we'll wrap up. Thanks so much for joining me, Tristan and us. Yeah, absolutely. This was so much. Thank you for having us. It was wonderful. Thanks so much for uh, indulging the quite long hot topic this week. <laughs> <laughs> like two long words and an extra word. I was so tired when I read it last night. My brain went immediately to night in the woods and I was like, oh, cool. And then, I, and then I was like, oh, the other weird one. The other weird one. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 This 
episode was produced by me, Eamon Connolly, with production assistance from Angel Fauchelevent. Thanks again to Tristan and Urs for joining me. Our theme song is Here Comes a Good Boy by Louis Zong and the Barkin' Dogs. And until next time, keep it up. You are doing a great job. <laughs>